welcome to episode 46 of the Fit Life Formula podcast. My name is Brian Sippets. I'm the founder and CEO of Advantage Strength in Ann Arbor, Michigan. At Advantage Strength, we help people between the ages of 35 and 65 to live well, play more, and feel stronger than ever before so that they can get back to doing the things that they love to do and spend active, healthy, quality time with their family and friends. Uh, the show, uh, The Fit Life Formula, is dedicated to the members of Advantage Strength and anybody else who wants to live a happy, vibrant, active life uh, as long as they care to do that. And so we talk about nutrition, we talk about mindset, we talk about training, anything that's going to help you stay healthy, uh, keep your energy up, and get excited about being active and continuing to move all the way through your entire life. So um, today I wanted to talk about a little bit of a, uh, well, it's a challenge that we've put out this week to our members and uh, it's sparked a ton of questions. And so I wanted to address that here. Um, it's called the, the real food challenge. And essentially what we're doing is, um, you know, we are week eight. It's hard to believe that we are week eight into the uh, coronavirus virus quarantine and shutdown. So uh, the gym has been closed for eight weeks. We just did our 50th um, recorded workout this morning. Um, you know, as as we've been shut down, we've been doing these live workouts from home. And so we just recorded our 50th this morning. So it's hard to believe. But each week to, you know, keep members interested, to keep members going, to keep members uh, shooting for little goals, uh, we, we post a challenge and this week's challenge, uh, sometimes actually, sometimes it's uh, a physical thing. Like I think the first one we did was a plank and you do it for as long as you can. We've also done a wall sit. Uh, we've also done, you know, get outside for an hour, at least, uh, six days a week, or, you know, we've done a lot of little challenges like that. Every week there's something new, but this week we've done a real food challenge and, you know, it's, it's really sparked some a lot of questions. So I wanted to address some of those here. Uh, essentially what the real food challenge is uh, for, for our members, and you can adopt this as well, take this on yourself. Take uh, four days this week and try to eat only real foods. And by real foods, we'll get into it in, in just a, a minute here. I think everybody kind of knows, but there's a lot of gray area in terms of what is a real food, um, what does that mean? Why real food? Why is it why is it uh, important to eat that way? What's wrong with my you know what's wrong with potato chips? What's wrong with um, sweets and crackers and that kind of stuff? Um, but but like I said, the challenge has been to to take four days this week and have only real foods. Now you might ask. Why not make it all seven days of the week? Why not, um, you know, why not six days? Why not just a full week of, of real food? Um, and I'll talk about that. I, I think I've experienced some pretty interesting things here as the week has gone on based on my uh, practice of this and based on our, what our members have to say too. So um, I'll share a little bit about that in a second here. Uh, first, I'd like to talk about what a real food is. Real food is, uh, and you've probably heard all of these, uh, I guess, euphemisms before or general rules of thumb, but generally real food, um, you know, doesn't come in a, a box or carton or crayon, uh, 
box art or carton or can. Um, and, you know, obviously there are some exceptions there, but for the most part, it's, it's the stuff that's around the outside of the grocery store, you know, minus the dry uh, grains and beans and that kind of stuff that, that are usually in the middle. Um, but the things that are out, the things that are out for to be considered real food are breads. Uh, so anything like any flour products, cookies, sweets, uh, anything with added sugar or sugar alcohol. Sugar, you know, they've, they've come up with plenty of uh, sweeteners that are not sugar-based. And so we'll talk about the ones that are, that are okay. Um, but in terms of, in terms of sweeteners, uh, sugars like, uh, refined sugar and sugar alcohols are out. So xylitol and like all the alls, all the OLs are sugar alcohols. Um, and so they're used to, to sweeten, but it's a very highly processed, highly artificial product. So, um, we're going to stick with only, um, minimally processed sweeteners like maple syrup, honey, uh, agave syrup to a certain extent. Uh, but those things are going to be limited even in, in what we're doing here. Uh, so those things are out. Oh, fl- anything with flour really is out. The reason flour is out, I know wheat flour comes from wheat, but it's it started as a whole grain. It started as the grain itself um, with, you know, different health benefits. So it's, it's a whole grain. It takes a long time to, for your body to digest. It comes with the, with the germ, with the bran. Okay. These are all parts of the whole grain that make it, that make it healthier, make it good for you to eat. When flour is made, much of the nutrient value is removed. So the, the bran is removed. Sometimes they throw it back in at the end, but it's not exactly the same. And at the same time, or as they've taken out the bran, they've also taken out the the germ um, because of the oils that it can can uh, that it has in it, and so it gums up the machinery and all that kind of stuff. So, so flour is very highly processed. It's also very quickly digested without much nutrient content. And so it's not that it's not that grains are bad. It's that the process of making flour makes it a digest very very quickly. And B also takes a lot of the nutri- nutrition value out of it. Um, so that's why flowers are out. Um, so there's also a list of, of things that are in. And these are, the, these are the ones that I've gotten the most questions about. And usually, uh, usually if there's a question about it, it's probably, you know, it could be okay, but limited, right? So you wouldn't want to make your whole, you wouldn't want to base your entire days, meals around these things like sauces, you know? So I, I see it as, I kind of think of, again, this is where the gray area comes in. I I think of like a barbecue sauce versus hot sauce, you know? So you wouldn't, um, you know, if you have this nice grilled chicken breast and then you're, you're slathering it in, in barbecue sauce, particularly commercial barbecue sauce, which is loaded with sugar, um, and, and other, uh, I guess things to, to maintain the shelf life, stabilizers, all that kind of stuff. I think that's sort of getting away from the purpose of the real food challenge. The real food challenge is really to taste foods for what they actually taste like. Um, and you know, eat, eat food for the matter of eating food and, and finding foods that help each other, finding foods that combine to help each other. So 
you know, barbecue sauce, I think is fine. Like, okay. Ketchup is, you know, in a lot of cases has corn syrup and is loaded with sugar too. So I'd say very, very limited on that. Um, and then on the other hand, you've got things like, you know, if you find a good quality hot sauce that has very few ingredients, um, I'm trying to think of the one in Ann Arbor here. Uh, Clancy's Fancy is, you know, it has basically chili, vinegar, water, and salt. That's kind of it. So if you find a good quality hot sauce that has very few ingredients, I would put that closer to the real food end of the spectrum. Uh, whereas something like, oh, like a Red Hot, Frank's Red Hot has a lot of, actually, I don't know if it has a lot of other ingredients, but typically anything that's mass made or commercially produced is going to be a little bit closer to the, the non real food end of the spectrum. So like, I think hot sauces, seasonings, uh, that kind of stuff, condiments, uh, salsa would be different than ketchup. Cause a lot of times salsa is just veggies, um, veggies and herbs. So I would put that definitely on the top of the, the real food spectrum, whereas ketchup is just more refined, more processed. So you, when you're thinking of what's a real food, what's not, um, it's not always a yes or no. You can look at the amount of added ingredients. You can look at the amount of, um, you know, the processing that the, that your food has gone through. The more processed it is, the farther it gets from real food. And so for the purposes of this challenge, I think those things are okay. Um, but I would keep them, I would keep them limited. So for this challenge, we want to try to think about expanding a little bit and using, you know, if you're using hot sauce, use a good quality hot sauce. If, if you're going to try to avoid those things completely, think about, you know, flavoring with herbs and, and, you know, maybe things that you don't use to that, that often fresh ingredients. Uh, that's the whole goal of the real food challenge is, is to use food to make your food taste good, right? Or use, maybe even use, you know, use certain cooking methods and, and combine foods in a different way that you haven't before so that you're eating all real foods and getting those high nutrition values from good quality food and doing it in a way, combining those foods in a way where it, you're, you're eating food for the sake of, of eating food and getting the high nutrition value out of it. Okay. Um, other things that are in, but probably limited, uh, would be like flavored yogurt. So again, you think of that continuum yogurt is a, a dairy product. You can find real yogurt that is, that is cultured, that is done in small batches, that kind of stuff. Typically what you find in the grocery store is, you know, the, all the different brands and there's the fit yogurt and there's the Greek yogurt and there's all these kinds of things. But if you look at the label, there's a lot of extra stuff added there and particularly the ones that are flavored. Um, for example, the, the Trix yogurt is out. That's a, that's a non-starter. The other ones that are out are also, um, like the ones with the sidecar of candy. Uh, so you, you know, you have your chocolate flavored yogurt and you can dump marshmallows in it. That's going to be out for sure. Um, in this real food challenge. So if that's part of your, part of your day, that day is probably not going to count as a real food day. Now, on the other hand, if you can find like a, um, a Greek yogurt or a, a plain yogurt that uses good quality milk made like even grass fed milk, or I should say milk from grass fed cows, those would be on the end because dairy, dairy products are not bad. Uh, again, the real food challenge is not about adopting a certain diet. 
It's not about uh, being dairy-free or gluten-free. Of course, if you need to be gluten-free, then that's part of your diet, part of your plan. But um, it's not adopting a certain diet. It's not paleo. It's not low-carb. It's not high-fat. It is just about eating actual foods in uh, proper amounts. And what you'll find is when you're eating regular foods, when you're eating real foods, you'll find that you eat less because those foods are just, uh, they're more satisfying. You're getting more nutrition from them. So your body, you know, kind of thinks like, I, I don't, I don't need much more. I'm, I'm pretty satisfied here. So, uh, other things on the in, but limited list would be uncured bacon and sausage. Uh, so the cured bacon has, you know, nitrites and other preservatives in it that uh, are not going to be great for your body. But, you know, if you're thinking of purely smoked bacon or, you know, sausage that does not have the preservatives in it, uh, that just has the flavorings, then I, I call that in, but limited, right? So if you have a um, sausage, an omelet with sausage and greens in the morning, um, I say that's a real food. I would just say limiting the sausage would be better, would be best in the long run. Okay. So those are like, those are the arguable ones, the ones that are out versus in. And again, some of them are going to be a judgment call. Sometimes it's going to be, you know, maybe just a little bit of a, of a seasoning or something like that. But you can also tell when you look at something to take the difference between salsa and ketchup, you can also tell like salsa is, is just kind of a vegetable topping and um, ketchup is something that's highly, highly processed. So you can, you can kind of tell when you really look into the food, what the, um, where it's going to lie on that scale. Okay. So again, the goal for our members this week is to eat at least four days of real food, right? So from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, you're, you're challenging yourself to eat real foods. Um, snacking becomes kind of a, if you're not used to snacking on real food, this, that can be kind of a challenging time. You know, if you, if you need a, uh, something really quick, a lot of times you'll go to the pantry and grab some chips or grab some crackers or whatever it might be. Uh, or even like cheese and crackers in the afternoon, that's going to be replaced by grabbing a handful of dried fruit or a handful of nuts or a handful of, uh, or, or, you know, cutting up a carrot or an apple or whatever. Um, so a lot of times fruit and nuts are going to replace that, uh, that mid afternoon snack. Uh, so sometimes it's about learning new, new ways to, to cope with hunger or, um, cravings. And so, uh, that's what this, this challenge is all about. And there's a couple things that I have, have come to mind or a couple things that I've noticed as we've gone through here. And I wanted to, to bring those up. So, what I noticed and, you know, so yes, like take, for example, yesterday, it was one of the days where I was, um, real food only. Now I'm not going to pretend that I'm real food every single day. Cause we are, we are not, we have, you know, we have two kids. Uh, a lot of times we're, we're cooking or I'm cooking to, you know, satisfy them in a certain way and make sure it's something that they're going to eat as well. Um, so we are not always real food, but yesterday was a day that we were and, I'll tell you what, what really kind of struck me is that, so you think about in the morning. So if you, you decide in the morning, okay, this is going to be one of my real food days. So yesterday, uh, I just had eggs. Uh, let's see anything else. No. Oh yeah. So I had yesterday morning, I had eggs and a bowl of, um, bulgur wheat, which is 
it would be like a, an oatmeal kind of, uh, except made with wheat. And so I had that with just how you would top oatmeal with maple syrup and some dried fruit. And so when you start your day with something that feels really high quality, um, something that's, that's, you know, pretty filling, but also feels high quality, you're kind of set up to make good decisions the rest of the day. It's kind of like starting like last week, we, we talked about maybe a morning workout is good for some people because they feel like if you get up and you do something good for yourself right away, you're more likely to continue that throughout the day. So this, uh, you know, having a really solid breakfast and getting yourself off on the right foot really kind of set up the day for like, you know, with a lot of confidence because you've, you've done something good for yourself. You are prepped and ready to, to make good decisions the rest of the day and to, um, I don't know, I guess just to succeed the rest of the day and to go along with that, knowing that, knowing that it was just a day, um, you know, I, I knew that, you know, maybe, maybe today I could like, I haven't yet. Um, but maybe today is a day where I don't need to follow the, the more strict rules. Um, and so yesterday when you get those cravings, you get those urges to go to your normal snack. Like I'm notorious for uh, a bowl of cereal at night. Uh, when you get the urge for that, if you know, you're only doing one day, it's a lot easier to kind of say like, you know, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm going to get through today. I don't need any of that stuff today. Uh, cause I'm going to get, I'm going to get my win today. All right. So when you set small goals like that, um, think of it as one day at a time. When you set small goals like that, it's much more manageable, much easier to maintain rather than seeing it as, you know, this whole process that's going to be really grueling and arduous and, and tough on you. So, um, that's another thing that I've noticed is that setting a, that small goal, you know, and it sounds cliche, but one day at a time, setting that goal makes things a lot easier to, to manage. All right. So I, I started the day with a, a great decision and then got excited about the challenge and got up for the challenge of continuing it through the rest of the day, rather than having it be a real sacrifice. Um, and so when you create that more manageable goal, it's easier to stick with. Uh, and I also found that the longer the day goes, the longer the day went, the stronger my resolve got. Cause see, it's like when you get close to the finish line, a lot of times you start running faster. And, uh, so as it got close to the end of the day, it wasn't even a, a matter of willpower. It was a matter of like, hell yeah, I almost, I've almost done this. I've almost, I've almost gotten the, gotten to the finish line and gotten my first day under my belt. Um, so, so that, that's another factor too, is, is you start looking at, um, when you have that manageable goal and when you start your day off, well, when you get to the closer to the finish line, it becomes easier. And it just so happens that nighttime is the time that people struggle most with this, with snacking, with extra snacking. So, um, you know, that, that is one of those built-in benefits of having a small goal like that and of starting your day off correctly. Um, you know, also with this real food challenge, you start thinking, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, you start thinking about what you eat during the day. So you're a little bit more mindful of it, which is a big step in the right direction. If you're a, if you're a big snacker, um, just being mindful of, of the extra snacks that you accumulate throughout the day is a big deal. Like, um, you know, when you realize that it, it makes it a lot easier to control. So, um, when you start to think about it, it's, 
you realize that you can cut out a lot of food that you didn't necessarily need. Sometimes you're habit eating. Um, you know, there's a lot of times for a lot of people, um, you know, maybe the, the two o'clock, the two o'clock break at work is when you go and you have a snack with some people from the office. And when you realize that maybe what you really wanted there was just to catch up with people at the office, you don't necessarily need the snack. So when we're doing this real food challenge, it brings a lot of awareness to what you're eating. Um, and then like yesterday, for example, at a time where I would have usually had a bowl of cereal right before I went to bed, I just had a, grabbed a handful of unsalted, um, mixed nuts and went to bed, you know? So a lot of times it, it doesn't, um, you're not eating based on habit. You're eating based on what's good for you. Okay. So this, this real food challenge has been really, really interesting. And we've gotten a lot of great questions about it from our, from our members. The other thing we get too in our members Facebook group is um, pictures of, of great looking meals. So you're, we're getting ideas based on that too. So I did want to just take a moment to share that. And this is something maybe you want to try for yourself and pick a week or a seven day period. And of those seven days, Try to get four where you don't, where you don't have uh, fake food or edible food-like substances, as Michael Pollan would call them. Um, you know, one thing that also came up is, is and this opens an, a whole another can of worms, um, but one of our members put in the Facebook group, well, I made, I made my own bread. Like, we, we had bread that I made and that... Um, you know, we put real European butter on it and honey from our bees. And so like, to me, honey is in, to me, butter is in particularly, um, grass fed or organic butter. Um, but then you start to think about the bread, you know, in that case is bread out. Um, but I, I think in that case, it's, you're talking about something different than just diet there. You're talking about family culture. You're talking about, you know, maybe family tradition. You're talking about a family eating together. Um, so there's a lot of more nourishing things that are going on there. It just so happens that this family is French as well. So, um, I'm guessing that that bread was excellent and has been made by them or their families for decades. And so, you know, that gets into another, uh, another, I guess, conversation. That's why to me, it's, it's not necessarily, um, in or out. There's a lot of gray area. Uh, it's just kind of like, where is the bulk of your, where are the, where's the bulk of your calories coming from? If the bulk of your calories coming from something that's not nourishing you, then we probably need to get closer to real food. If your calories are mostly coming from really nourishing foods and you have a slice of bread uh, that you made so you control all the ingredients that go in. I'm, I'm guaranteeing if you look at your homemade bread, uh, the ingredients list versus the, the bread that you would pick off the shelf in a standard supermarket, I'm guessing those ingredient lists look very different. So, um, but that's another kind of food and culture conversation. Um, I think for the week, for the four days that you're attempting to do this, I think it's a lot easier just to say bread is out. Um, but that's not to say that bread can't be a part of your, your life um, or that baked goods can't be a part of your life. Uh, it's just the, the point of the challenge is to expand your 
horizons a little bit, maybe take notice of what you're eating, what you're snacking on, uh, and find new ways, healthier ways to, to do that. And so, uh, real food is, you know, the, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. So when you're having real food, when you're eating real food, um, you know, grains that you cooked, um, you know, vegetables that you cooked or prepared that, you know, you're, you're setting yourself up for higher levels of health than, you know, eating and, and making a bulk of your diet, these, the processed sort of manufactured foods. So that's the real food challenge. Give it a shot. See what you think. Uh, see if you can make it four days. If, if, uh, I haven't heard from you already, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know how it goes. It's Brian at advantagestrength.com. That's Brian with an I. And so give the whole food challenge a try. If uh, you're not going to try it for a week, try it for a day. Again, those small goals make things much more manageable. Um, and that way you're not, uh, you're not grinding it out. You're sort of enjoying the process and, um, you know, getting a win out of it. So until next time, be sure to follow the Fit Life formula. That's three days a week of something you love to do, two days a week of strength training, and one workout that just sucks. We'll talk to you next time.